coming up. The 12 year old girl, Shanda Share, lured into a car and then murdered by a group of girls beaten, her body set on fire in 1992. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. It was just over 29 years ago, in January 1992, that a murder case in and around small towns in Indiana and Kentucky took the life of a 12-year-old girl and horrified so many across multiple towns and communities. 12-year-old Shanda Scherer was kidnapped, tortured, and killed by teens Tony Lawrence, Hope Rippey, Lori Taggett, and Melinda Loveless because Loveless had convinced the group that the 12-year-old Scherer was trying to steal her girlfriend. And to this day, the murder of Shanda Scherer leaves people asking why. Why would four teenage girls target, torture, and kill another girl only 12 years old? You can never justify, answer, explain, whatever you want to call it, this crime. This when you know everything that happened to that child can never be explained in my mind, and this is after I have stopped being a reporter, a reporter, to me it's just evil. It's just out and out evil combined with peer pressure. And I will frankly never, ever understand it. It's the type of horrendous act that most human beings can't really ever understand or wrap their mind around. Melissa Swan has retired from the news business, but for over 30 years, she covered news as a reporter and an anchor. She's well-known in Kentucky for her long tenure at WHAS 11 in Louisville. Over three decades, she covered a lot of stories, but none of them sticks with her quite like the case of Shanda Scherer. If you saw it on the screen, you would think this is too much. You know, that's didn't happen. It's almost, if it hadn't have happened, I don't think you would believe it was possible, all of the things that they did to that child. In the early 90s, Shanda Shera was living in New Albany, Indiana, going to school, playing sports, making friends, living the life of a 12-year-old girl. Parents were divorced, and she spent time staying with her mother and father. Friends, people that knew her, say she made friends fast, and people liked her. One of those people was Amanda Heverin. And when she started to get close to and perhaps share a romantic interest with 12-year-old Shanda Scherer, Amanda's previous girlfriend, 16-year-old Melinda Loveless, grew jealous. That seemed to be at the center of it all. And Melinda Loveless's jealousy grew until the night of January 10th, 1992, when Melinda convinced three other teenage girls, Laurie Tackett, Hope Rippey, Tony Lawrence to lure Shanda out of her father's house with the bait being Shanda's new friend and crush, Amanda Heverin. They went to Shanda's father's house where she was spending the weekend and lured her outside telling her they were going to take her to see this other girl she had a crush on. And Shanda slipped out of the house and went with them. But Amanda Heverin wasn't there that night. Only Melinda Loveless, hiding in the back seat of a car with a knife and the three other girls. And over many hours that night, Shanda Scherer was abused, assaulted, and tortured. And finally, after being dumped down a rural country road near Madison, Indiana, on the Indiana-Kentucky border, her body was set on fire. In all likelihood, she was still alive when her body was doused in gasoline and then set ablaze. 
Melissa Swan recalls those final hours of Shanda Sher's short life. Filling a two-liter Pepsi bottle with gasoline and pouring it on the body and then going back later and burning her again because they weren't sure that they burned her enough. There are things about this crime that are so stunning that make it, I think it's the most horrendous I have ever covered. I've covered a lot of murder cases, but the acts against the 12-year-old child are really what makes this one so difficult. It was shocking enough to know that a 12-year-old had been burned to death, probably burned alive, in a, a remote place in southern Indiana by teenagers. But then later finding out about how actually gruesome this case was, was unbelievable. So, Melissa, tell me about Madison, Indiana. That's where Shanda was taken over the course of that terrible night. And like a lot of small towns in America, it's not the kind of place where you expect something like this to happen. It is absolutely small town USA. Madison, Indiana has the uh, courthouse square. And um, it's a lovely, lovely place on the Ohio River where they have a, a high-speed boat regatta every year, and, and they have uh, Victorian architecture, and lots of people go there and, and enjoy Madison. And, of course, this wasn't in the town of Madison. This was out in the country near Madison. Um, so it's yes, as as different from the town as you could possibly think. And this murder, this unspeakable crime against a twelve year old girl sort of encompassed not just Madison where she was taken, but the town of New Albany where she was from, and it hit hard in towns all over the region, right? It wasn't just Madison because the girls were from New Albany, and those communities were shaken. The schools that they went to were shaken. Louisville being the television community was shaken. This this was something that shook the region. It was so horrendous that it wasn't a Madison crime. It wasn't a Southern Indiana crime. It was a regional crime that affected so many different people because everybody had a connection. You lived in the town, you went to the school, you knew the parents, you knew somebody who knew somebody. It was such a horrific thing, and so many people had some sort of connection to it. The day after the murder, two of the girls went to police with their parents and confessed. All four girls were eventually put on trial and then sent to prison for varying amounts of time based on their level of involvement in the torture and murder of Shanda Sherr. Melissa Swan, as you look back on that time in the early 90s when this happened, what sticks out in your mind the most, of course, aside from the gruesome manner in which she was killed. 
my most vivid memory is watching the girls walk from uh, jail, which was adjacent to the courthouse, but not inside the courthouse. So they would walk the girls every morning that there was a hearing and television cameras would be lined up and you would look into their faces and just be astounded that these young people, so young, could commit such a gruesome, horrendous crime against a 12-year-old girl. And there are so many questions in my mind as to how would you get like this? What could she have possibly done to, to you know, make you be so violent? And then we didn't even really know all the facts. When you know all the facts of this case, it's, it's almost unbelievable. Over the years, you spoke to Shanda's family quite a bit, and specifically her mother. Tell me about getting to know her. Jackie Vaught is one of the people I admire most in the world. If this had happened to me, and I had very young daughters at the time, if this had happened to me, or one-tenth of this had happened to me, I think I would have been in a fetal position for the rest of my life. I, I don't think I could have ever faced being with anyone. Jackie was quite the opposite. She is the strongest, most loyal advocate for her child. She wanted answers. She wanted the law. She wanted everything she could possibly get for justice for Shanda. And years later, if she thought it would do any good, I mean, she'd talk to me about it. She would talk to national reporters about it. She would do do interview shows. And I even asked her once, I said, why do you keep doing this? Isn't it painful? She said, yes, it's painful. But it's nothing like what my daughter suffered. And if I think that this will do any good whatsoever in the world for justice for her or possibly for others, then I'll do it. Melissa, what about the fact that Shanda was with her dad that night, staying at her dad's house? Did that ever come up in your conversations with Shanda's mom? Was there resentment or pointing the finger, anything like that? Never blamed her husband. I asked her one point blank if she blamed him or she harbored any resentment. And she said no. She said no. She did not blame him or harbor resentment because it was just as hard on him as it was on her. He loved her just as much as she did. So, you know... I think most people would have had the inclination to say, weren't you watching her? Weren't you, you know, why this or why that something? You know, you you, you always want to, to rationalize something like this by by blaming somebody. And, and she said, no, she, she never felt that way 
toward her husband because he loved Shand as much as she did. And uh, she never, never felt like that. All four girls have done their time and been released. The last one, Melinda Loveless, released in 2019 after more than 26 years behind bars. Mastermind behind one of Kentuckiana's most notorious murders is now out of prison. Melinda Loveless was one of four women involved in beating, burning, and killing 12-year-old Shonda Scherer in Madison, Indiana in 1992. After 27 years in prison, the ringleader in a 1992 gruesome murder is released. Melinda Loveless pleaded guilty as a teenager to killing 12-year-old Shonda Scherer. A deal took the death penalty off the table for Loveless and Lori Tackett, as long as they pleaded guilty. Both were sentenced to 60 years, cut in half with good behavior. Melissa, as you've clearly said, there's no way to wrap your mind around the murder of Shanda Scherer. However, over time, after the trial of the four suspects in the case and eventual conviction, we did learn more about their lives, in particular, Melinda Loveless. It did later come out that Melinda Loveless was raised in a home of terrible abuse, sexual, physical, twisted, horrible abuse. But still, I don't think that explains the horrific nature of this crime. Plenty of damaged people aren't this terrible. It was Horrible abuse, torture, terrible things, burning alive, you know, that that sort of thing. It, it would take a lot to be a different person from that. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday. Be sure to subscribe to the show and give us a great review if you like what you hear. And if you'd like to learn more about the show and Vault Studios, check out our Facebook group, Inside the Crime Vault.